With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. When it comes to professional wrestling, if you are talking about it, we are talking about it. Welcome to the Wrestle Chat Podcast with the Ant Man. Here we are, post show of WWE Elimination Chamber. Welcome to Wrestle Chat Podcast Live. My name is the Ant Man. His name is Michael Glavin. It's our first time, or our second time doing it live. Our first time doing it with an intro and a bunch of toys and stuff. And if everything seems out of whack, um, it's okay. It'll eventually get better, we hope. We were trying to go live on uh, Instagram, and uh, clearly that has, uh, is not happening. I clicked it and it said, you need to log in. Well, I set it up. I assumed it was logged, <laughs> logged in. Michael, did you get up early to watch Elimination Chamber live from Perth, Australia this morning? I mean, it's 5 o'clock your time, right? That is correct. I, I set my alarm and I got up. And uh, I was bright-eyed and, and bushy-tailed uh, for Elimination Chamber out of Perth, Australia. And, man, I, I wouldn't have missed it. Um, here's the thing, though. I did miss part of it. Uh, I had to go back and scrub because <laughs> the, uh, the old heavy eyes got me just a little bit there in the middle. But I was able to, uh, uh, to watch most of it and then scrub the rest after. And all I got to say is... Ozzy, 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 oi, 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 and uh, it was a great show, great show. Absolutely was. We're going to go through all of the matches. Listen, we got answers to questions we may not have thought of, or at least we, they weren't top of mind when the show started. We got some answers for WrestleMania 40, ready to dive into this today. The first uh, match, I mean, uh, no doubt, it was really cool to see that the women started and ended Elimination Chamber from Perth, and I thought that was really cool of, um, of WWE to do that. And started off with the Women's Elimination Chamber match. We started off with Naomi and Becky. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool to see those two. And you notice in both matches, we'll kind of hit on this, the people who started it, one of those is the one who ended it in both of the Elimination Chamber matches. Um, but I, it's really cool to see Naomi back. I know we saw her at, uh, at uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, we also... Um, you know, it's been a lot of a lot of talk about Becky Lynch and beforehand whether she was going to be the one to actually win this. Indeed, she was the one that won it. But before we get to the end of this, let's talk through some of the uh, some of the um, 
uh, instances during the Elimination Chamber, the women's match. Uh, somebody who I think is going to be an absolute superstar, and it's no secret, that's Tiffany Stratton. And man, did she look like a superstar in this match? Oh, absolutely. I think oftentimes, you know, um, a lot of the women's matches have an unfair assumption made about them. Um, there is a small group of women um, that always seem to have much smoother matches than others. You know, we all know that women's wrestling has come such a long way over recent years from literal just filling time eye candy matches yeah. to legitimate, you know, wrestling matches. And, uh, you know, we still see glimpses of things being a little awkward and some mistimed things. Everything I have seen from Tiffany Stratton, she is a wrestling machine. So she good. Is, she is smooth. Yep. She sells like a champ. And she she is a pleasure to watch. And that is, and, and I mean that in the most respectful way, not because of how she looks, but she is a pleasure to watch as a professional athlete. I think something that's interesting about her that especially young uh, girls who come up, uh, young girls, I apologize, young women coming up through NXT uh, is that um, they don't like to lay their shots in. Mm -hmm. That's not the case with Tiffany Stratton. Nope. She is one of the most hard-hitting women I have seen in many, many years. And we see that with, uh, with you know, well, Nia Jax may be a little too hard-hitting <laughs> in, some, in some aspects. That's, but that's a different thing. <laughs> See them being safe and and you know uh, being really slow and being careful about. Oh, I want to make sure that the forearm hits, not the elbow and not the fist. Tiffany's good. She's really good because when she lays it in, it looks solid. It looks safe, but it looks like it. Well, it looks like it hurts, and I don't think I'd want to get in a fight with her, uh, even if it meant that I got to be in the ring with her. <laughs> I think I think a lot of I think a lot of what impresses me about. Like I would put her and uh, Rhea Ripley, which I know we're going to talk about her a little bit later, yeah. but I would put both of them in the same category that when they do something, they look like they're attacking it. So yeah, there's do. nothing that bugs me more. And, and no offense. I saw it with uh, Natalia in the last couple of weeks. They look like they just go up and touch the rope and yes. they're not really bouncing off of it. And, uh, and Natalia is a great wrestler, very technically proficient wrestler, but a lot of the women don't attack their move sets and and with tiffany stratton everything she does it's not that she's uh, i would i would push back against you a little bit to say i don't think she's necessarily hard hitting i think everything she's doing she is attacking the move set it looks explosive it looks real it looks great it does look great. She is fantastic. She was the second one or the first one in for, out of her pod. The next one out was Liv Morgan. Cool to see Liv back. Liv is Liv is one of those as well. She's found her footing. She's found her confidence. And it's really cool to see that both of those those women are they're kind of on the same the same playing field. And I, I, I predict that hopefully that we see a feud between those two in, in the coming years, because they look great in the ring together. They look like they, they do know what they're doing and they look like they know what they're doing. They, they both kind of do what you just said. They both attack uh, their move sets and they, they're very solid in everything that they do, but it was cool to see live back as well uh, after her injury and being out for so long to have her back in the elimination chamber was awesome. Naomi, 
uh, then eliminated Tiffany. Tiffany, the first one out. I didn't know that Tiffany would be the, I'm sorry, that's not right. Is that right? Eliminated by Tiffany. Second. I'm sorry. Yeah, Naomi was eliminated by Tiffany. That's right. Because yes, I remember yes. thinking, oh, that's interesting that Naomi comes back. You know, she's back in the company just from the Royal Rumble and uh, back in, and she's the first one eliminated. I kind of thought it would have been Tiffany. But uh, to see Tiffany get the win, get the pin right in the middle of the ring over Naomi, big for Tiffany as well. Um, next in, Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel back from an injury as well. We saw a, a big surprise with her getting that final entrant into the elimination chamber. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Raquel being back? I love that she's back. I hate that. Um, I, I don't know the exact details. I know that she was dealing with either some type of autoimmune thing or something that was going on with her skin. Whatever she was going through looked absolutely miserable. So I'm glad she's back at a place where she's back. I really like her. Um, and and I, I didn't necessarily at first and didn't have anything to do with her wrestling. It was more the character thing. You hear me mention this a million times just because it's it's noted history. But but she was doing that really squeaky clean Rocky Maivia thing. And I <laughs> yeah, hate true. that. I hate that. Um, I, I think you can be a baby face without being this like 1960s let's go everybody type type character but now that she's back and that's settling in a little bit where it's not so just squeaky leave it to beaver type thing uh -huh. like i'm really liking what what she's doing and i i thought she had a great showing in the chamber it it is incredible like people are people say it every week on you know, anytime that they're talking about the WWE right now, but it is almost unsettling the roster depth that they have right now. And when you look at the women's elimination chamber match and thinking that there was still not people in that match that probably could have been, it's just, it's just so cool, but great, great showing by Raquel. Is this, this is 1960s to you. Yeah, guys, let's go. So that one arm. Uh, last in was Bianca. Uh, I I kind of predicted that it would uh, be either Bianca or the man winning um, this match. And Bianca always shows up when she's in, whether she's in a match with five other women or just one other person. Uh, she is always top notch. We have such an amazing selection of superstars in the women's division in WWE right now. You talk about the the uh, roster being stacked. And they're not only it's not only stacked, they're amazing and they're all being used really, really well, it seems. Yeah. Now, knock on wood, we uh, hope it stays that way because we've seen some things uh, flip in the past. But we do know we have new regimes uh, in charge of stuff right now. So I hope that that role continues. Um, Liv uh, jumped off the pod, then uh, Tiffany and uh, Becky fighting on top as well. Tiffany did a swanton off the pod. What do you think about uh, this is a. Uh, it's a spectacle in and of itself. It weighs 10 tons. There's over two miles of chain. And then you see people jumping off the top of pods. Uh, this is just another structure for uh, another place for guys to, uh, men and women to do stunts in matches. And it always, it, it never disappoints, always proves to be a highlight for many, many years to come, especially if you make that open for WWE. You see some of these spots from, from past elimination chambers as spots on that, uh, on the opener. What do you think about this one? Is it going to last? I, I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit bitter at what elimination chamber has become. Call me some, some type of purist or 
old school boomer type wrestling fan or I don't know something. <laughs> but so you, th- some of these matches have gone through phases. So even though they were in different eras or, or began in different eras, Hell in a Cell and Elimination Chamber were introduced as ways to settle big scores or deal with large scale feuds either between multiple people Agreed. or by two individuals. And now they have pay-per-views named after them, okay? Yep. You know, when Hell in a Cell first started, it literally looked like they went to a junkyard, got chain link fence, and <laughs> strapped it together with some rusty pipe, okay? I think now they did. It's, <laughs> now it's yeah, this I think that's actually what happened. very polished, rubber and paint-coated, you know, everything. You go back to the original Elimination Chamber, everything was made of metal. The plexiglass was legitimately thick and you didn't see it wave around. So, and, and and now you fast forward, I noticed this year, I don't know that it was like this in years past because I don't remember noticing it. There was even padding outside of mm-hmm. the ring on the floor of Elimination Chamber now. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see people get hurt. I don't want them to sacrifice their bodies in that way where they know they're going to get hurt walking into the match. But at some point we've put enough bubble wrap on it that it's not a thing anymore. And I, and I, and I feel like elimination chamber has reached that point where it's kind of just like a cage match. It's just a way that you can't get out and nothing else. So barring any other, you know, the, the setup to this question that I hijacked and started griping and complaining over like, yeah, (laughs) these spots off the top, the, the pods are great, but those are the only things that can really be done now that carry any weight in the match because everything else has been made so safe. So yes, I think it's going to last because there's nothing else to do in there anymore. <laughs> well, it, it, I think it has to be done for for longevity, though. I mean, did you see? You, you remember what it used to be? It used to be a great oh, yeah. steel grate. Yep, like a that, storm drain grate. <laughs> that would for uh, a Kevin Von Erich or a, a Matt Riddle. That would have been brutal on their feet. Could, yep. I can't imagine taking a bump on that. And there were guys who did. And I remember, you know, Chris Jericho specifically just taking brutal bumps on that. Also, I'll, I'll make mention here is that uh, I did like that they didn't avoid. Uh, guys who are no longer in WWE when they mentioned them in the Elimination Chamber. Chris Jericho being one, Edge being one. Uh, I thought that was really cool because they have some memorable moments inside that cell yeah. um, and, and just some brutal moments as well. Tiffany um, uh, got eliminated by Liv. I, I mentioned that maybe a feud between them you know, coming up in, in years to come. Uh, that could be a sticking point uh, leading into WrestleMania and into the future is this elimination from the elimination chamber by Liv on uh, uh, Tiffany. And she ended Tiffy time right there in the moment. Do you, you see something coming down the pipe for these two? Yeah, I think so. Um, there was a lot of things happening there because um, uh, I think we pointed out earlier that uh, Tiffany snuck up on Naomi and got that. There was some, some words exchanged there. Then we had some words exchanged between uh, Tiffany Stratton and Liv. And so, I mean, they are thrusting her right in the middle of, of the roster, making a lot of enemies. It's whatever they decide to do coming up. It's going to be great. 
I want to remind you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, drop a comment. We'll feature it here on the show. Let us know what you thought about this match. What do you think about feuds coming out of this match? We've uh, quickly got to wrap this one up. We had uh, Liv pinning um, uh, Bianca. So uh, Liv eliminated a couple, Tiffany and Bianca. Bianca eliminated Raquel before uh, she got eliminated. And Becky pinned Liv to win the Women's Elimination Chamber match. That means Becky Lynch going on to WrestleMania to take on, uh, well, at this time in, in the card, it was uh, Mommy, uh, uh, Rhea Ripley. Is that going to be the same when we get to the end? We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, but we have Becky uh, going to WrestleMania to fight for the women's world title. It was predictable before we went into this. I'm no less let down, though, by the fact that the man won this match. Are you? Uh. I was mostly leaning that direction, but honestly, I wasn't entirely sure. Way back on our, our WrestleMania prediction episode, I had kind of wondered if an up-and-comer would get it, and so I was mm -hmm. kind of wondering if uh, Tiffany Stratton would do it. I'm not sure what that looks like booking-wise. I'll be honest with you. If, if Becky goes over Rhea, Rhea is so hot right now that I feel like that would be kind of a letdown for me even though i know there's a lot of becky lynch fans out there you know if Rhea would have retained over tiffany that would make sense if tiffany won out over Rhea, that would make a lot of sense and would be propelling someone for the future mm -hmm. but i'll be honest i understand why they went with becky lynch but i'm not really sure what story there is to tell there we still got a couple of weeks for that. And I will say this, that if, if we go into wrestle, if you know, Rhea goes into WrestleMania uh, with the title faces, Becky Lynch walks out of WrestleMania with the title after beating Becky Lynch, that solidifies her as one of the top women ever in WWE. That's right. That's huge. A uh, great Bailey promo that came up after that match as well. There was a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of talk about Bailey being left out of the conversation after winning the Royal Rumble, especially at that WrestleMania uh, press conference they did in Las Vegas. No mention of Bailey anywhere. A fantastic promo about Bailey just after the women's elimination chamber match that really highlights and shows everything that Bailey has done in the past and what we have to look forward to at WrestleMania with Becky taking on EO. Uh, EO? EO's the champ. Yeah, I don't know why that, that stumped me for a second, but taking on EO at WrestleMania. And, uh, man, it got me excited for that match. How about you? Yeah, so um, I am excited for that match. I think there's some really great storytelling. I'll be honest, I think Bailey needs a slower roll a little bit because she got a lot. <laughs> of tv time and a lot of forward-facing storytelling i understand you weren't at the press conference or, or talked about i understand you feel a little bit left out in the build-up but that's because you were one of the earlier stories that came to fruition going into wrestlemania and now that we have what feels like a bajillion weeks with no ple you know going into wrestlemania i think it's like seven or eight or something maybe or six to eight i don't remember how many but um there's still going to be a lot of forward-facing TV time for that story. So, yes, it's great to be featured in those moments, but at the same time, you need to look at the at coming into the WrestleMania season. We were relying on that storyline as one of the early horses to get us into the WrestleMania race. So, slow your roll, Bailey. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think it's Bailey, though. I think it's, it's the internet, uh, what is the internet wrestling community? Sure, sure, sure. 
I don't think it's so much. I don't I, Bailey probably is. I mean, I think Bailey's definitely happy with that paycheck she gets too, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot left to talk about here on our live. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some more of the Elimination Chamber next here on the Wrestle Chat Podcast Live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Elimination Chamber live from Perth, Australia. Do a recap here on the WrestleChat podcast live. Thank you for joining us. Watching live right now. Comment on any of the matches. Anything that we're talking about, we'll feature your comments here on the show as well. You can also share it with your friends if you're on Instagram. If we were trying to go on Instagram. Instagram is the only one that's weird about all of this. It's the one that's that, that makes you jump through all the hoops. YouTube goes just fine. Twitter goes just fine. Facebook goes just fine. And Facebook owns Instagram. Let's work this out. Can we get yeah. Zuck on the phone? 
Can we get him on the phone? <laughs> on uh, we had the tag match. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, now known as the New Catch Republic, taking on Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team titles. Did you did you get any feelings during this match that the titles were going to change hands, Michael? Actually, yes. Um, I, I mean, going into it with... Um, with uh, New Catch Republic being brand new, they don't really have that momentum yet. We're not bought into them yet. We're bought into the guys, but we're not bought into the team yet. Um, and, and but I was so impressed with the booking in the third act of this match because there were several times that I was like, "Oh, oh!" Like like as if it was if it was going to shift. This was uh, one of the best tag matches. I feel like, and no offense to anybody, uh, everybody does a great job, but this is one of the best tag matches I've seen since uh, I feel like the Usos were still holding the tag titles. This was Agreed. so well booked. I don't know who the producer was. Maybe we'll find out later, but so well done. Everybody involved, great, smooth match. You know, I, I'm not trained, uh, you know, to be a wrestler, but I felt like I noticed some very smooth communication and and some things that were going on and man i really enjoyed that match even at six o'clock in the morning or whatever it was <laughs> it, it had my attention i was disappointed though that uh that um uh, our truth got on the wrong plane and went to austria instead of <sighs> australia uh but i could see where the mix-up would be um yeah. uh, when he found out that he, that they were speaking german instead of instead of australian or English or a mix of Australian and English uh, the uh, that I'm sure that was a little confusing to to our truth I do wonder why the real reason he wasn't there uh, if there's a story to that at all or if it was just hey he's not really gonna have much to do let's let's keep him home in fact you noticed that that Mike uh, Mike Rome was the um, uh, he was the only ring announcer the entire so they took one and not the other and i will say that i thought it was it was nice to see that he has the same concept of the higher the hair the closer to god um <laughs> uh, that uh, microm continues to to ex, you know move that faux hawk higher and higher it seems every ple yeah. is soon going to be off the screen and and uh, they're gonna have to widen that shot a little bit. Uh, we, we saw um, a great heel reaction for dominic as well i thought that that you know over and i think what they there's a lot of rumors that they pipe in some of those booze, and that's fine. If you do, that's fine. What I do notice is they turn down the mic just a little bit when he does yep. take the mic, just to add to that effect. But needless to say, I mean, he is he has been and continues to be over as a heel. They love to hate Dominic. Yeah, it's uh it's fun to watch him. And what's even funnier is he hasn't he's a part of the judgment day. Yeah. He's been in front of our screens a lot, but if you think about it, he's not really done a whole lot except <laughs> just be a really good greasy heel. Exactly. <laughs> like, just hang around. That's it. Just, just hang around and make it easy to not like you. He, he has good matches. That's not what I'm saying. But if you think about it from a storyline perspective, you're like, what stories has Dom been involved in? And you go, uh, <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And so, man, he is he is such a pleasure to watch. And um, even uh, I, you can tell that under the new regime that the wrestlers feel a little more comfortable to kind of be themselves and improvise. Because uh, when Dominic got involved and kind of dropped down 
between the, the the ring and the announcer's desk, he was looking at Michael Cole and the camera comedy. He's like, and, and you know, the camera mic caught in it, and it, and it was just loud enough that you could hear it. And he's like, I was smart, wasn't it, Cole? Uh, you know, smart, you know? <laughs> and, and so just the little things like that for his character. Like, again, it's 6, 6.30 in the morning or whatever oh, it was, and I'm chuckling at, you know, fully vested – yeah. at Dom in this match. And like it, you know, I rolled myself out of bed. I stayed up too late last night, hanging out with my wife and kids, you know, after a long work day, a long week, just like a lot of people. But at six 30 in the morning, I'm completely bought into what's happening on my TV. So good job, Dom. And, and good job. The guys in the tag match. It was great that they made it worth getting up early to watch this. Now, my sleep schedule is completely jacked up. I've been eight hours ahead of everybody on a trip to Israel over the last couple of weeks. Main reason we were off last week, uh, just trying to coordinate that was a nightmare. So we we took off last week knowing we were jumping back into a live this week directly after the PLE. And you're going to see more of these. I hope you, if you enjoy these, that you, you share them, you chime in, you join the chat. It's just us talking if you don't join. So uh, throw a comment in here and we'll uh, we'll uh, respond to those and, and and have them here feature them here on the show. I thought uh, a couple of points that I noticed that were really good. The airplane spin cell first. Uh, Tyler Bate doing that airplane spin on Damien that went about two minutes longer than I thought it was going to or should have. Where I was starting to get that uneasy feeling in my stomach, like I had been spinning on a merry-go-round for a little while, but to see him sell, I, I don't think it was hard for Damien to have to sell that no. airplane spin at the end of it. But what they, he did was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, what well, the, the camera didn't quite catch it. If you were looking for it, you saw a little bit of it. But I think uh, when Damien was laying there, he was kind of half propped up, kind of doing yes. a half sit up, and he was like, yeah. And he was trying to get his bearings yes, of, of yes. the direction or whatever. Yep. And Which just, way am I going? Man, yeah, like so good. And and he's <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this or not, but but Damien Priest is being called like metrosexual undertaker or something like that. Okay. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> what are you reading? And, and I, I don't know. know. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's kind of funny and it kind of works. But yeah. uh but but it was kind of funny. I, I don't know why I said that other than metrosexual undertaker trying to get his bearings God in the Lord. middle of the ring doing this little comedic bit. Really good. Great job, Damian Priest. Just make you know, giving us that moment in the match of like, hey, this is a serious tag match. But yeah. I'm gonna infuse a little fun into it and then we're gonna do Man. business again. So They've good been doing on that. those guys. They've been doing that. The Judgment Day has been doing that with the incorporation of our truth in the mix-up because mm -hmm. it started to feel like maybe it was getting a little bit too serious. Mm -hmm. And you just spike it in here every once in a while, and it gives some levity to that group. And I do like that because uh, it, it it doesn't make them seem so um, far away from, <laughs> from reality yeah. when they could be really quickly. That group could get out of reality really, really quickly yeah. uh, to have some of that humor in there helps a lot. Judgment Day ultimately retains titles, but did a great job of, um, of making us believe that there was going to be a switch at one time or another. In fact, there was one point very close to the end. I thought, hang on, what if this does happen and they do win the titles? What does WrestleMania look like? Is it going to be a rematch for the titles at WrestleMania? Or what does it look like between now and then? Ultimately, it didn't happen. Judgment Day kept their titles, but uh, it, it was a great match and a great job by everyone involved by keeping us uh, hooked for the uh, for the rest of the night. We have um, the men's 
um, Elimination Chamber match uh, still left to go. We also have Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. They uh, you know, they get to be in the main event in Rhea's hometown. We'll talk a little bit about that. Get your takes as well. Share your comments. Elimination Chamber on Wrestle Chat Podcast Live coming up here next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Live. Thank you for watching on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter. We'll try to get Instagram going next time we are on. It's a little complicated on that one. And this only being our second one, we're still trying to figure out what buttons to push for this show. So if you are watching successfully, we thank you for doing that. Be sure to drop a comment. We'll share it here on the show. Let us know what you thought of this PLE. 
if you've had a chance to watch it. If you haven't, we are doing spoilers right now. And uh, just know that uh, it's still worth watching if uh, you haven't watched it yet and you're watching us here now. Uh, appreciate you uh, tagging along. What I almost forgot was that was that Cody and Seth came out to do the Grayson Waller effect. They were the guests on that show. And the whole thing kicked off with Austin Theory, which I thought was that was a little odd. He's he's gone from being the next big thing to being the sidekick to Grayson Waller. Does that seem does that seem a little odd to you? Uh no, because if you read a lot of behind the scenes stuff like we do um about a year or two ago, the favor that he was receiving was not received well by the <laughs> locker room. And um True. and and the part that sucks for him is it's not his fault. He's good at what he does. He's a great athlete, great character, but he just got caught up in some politics and he's not necessarily floundering, but probably trying to find his way again. So no, it doesn't surprise me, but I don't think Austin Theory's done yet. We'll just have to wait and see what comes around the bend. It was uh, it was kind of cool to see that uh, that Grayson uh, drank a shoey with uh, UFC fighter uh, Tuivasa. Uh, that, they're incorporating more and more UFC guys now. Listen, I I'm a UFC fan, but just a casual fan. I don't know guys' names anymore. I haven't watched in a long time. But when one is when there are especially free night fights, uh, I like watching those. I like it's a great sport to watch to know that they're owned by the same company now and incorporating guys on both programs has been really fun and and really cool to see and probably really smart for UFC. They have, it's always been said that that these two shows aren't they're not the same. They're you know they don't have the same audience. I disagree. I think they do have the same audience and could have more of the same audience if you featured more of the UFC guys in WWE and vice versa. I think people in UFC would actually enjoy some some PLEs, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble if they caught a hold of a story that they liked and you see some of these major stars, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes guys show up on UFC, you're going to start having some audience go back and forth and build both of them and bring both of them up. So I thought that was really cool. Um, we had Seth Rollins come out first. Everybody's singing along. I did think this was interesting though, is that Cody, uh, him signing autographs, coming to the ring. That was cool. But he, he really almost got, I just won WrestleMania fireworks for his entrance. Did that yeah. strike you as odd at all? Uh, no, uh, he's, he's the, the big, uh, baby face right now in the company. Um, you know, if you go back to guys like Batista or, um, I know there's some other guys with some pyro and stuff too, but Batista got pyro every yeah. time when he was every champ. time, every yep. time. And so it's par for the course. What I will say though, outdoor fireworks sound way better and cooler than so indoor fireworks they have this like oh to them versus the the but it, you know what i'm saying well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was, the only thing i was going to disagree with is only if the top is open it, i went to wrestlemania 38 in dallas and fireworks are going off outside the top's not open we're just like what is going on outside it just sounds like bombs oh, nobody yeah. see anything the shot for production looked really good but uh inside you're like 
we're not getting any of this. We're seeing it on the screen just like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, to uh, Jack. Hope you uh, enjoyed the chamber as well, Jack. Thank you for chiming in on the Wrestle Chat podcast today. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. Uh, you can listen to this, as a matter of fact, on iHeartRadio or wherever you love to listen to podcasts, uh, just not live. So if you have to jump in, jump out, you can listen to it anytime there. Watch it live right now. We are on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and you can watch it there later as well. So if you can't be here with us for the whole time, completely understand there's things you got to do today, but we appreciate you uh, popping by and saying hi. We'll do more of these because, I mean, it's live and we, we get a chance to talk with you when we do this. So make sure you, uh, you're you watching right now, you're listening right now. Make sure you pop in and drop us a, a comment so we can uh, say hi to you here on the show as well. Uh, we did see, get an answer uh, about one thing in particular during the Grayson Waller effect is that uh, Cody Rhodes calls The Rock out. He wants a match before WrestleMania with The Rock. The only place this is going to happen is a Raw or a SmackDown. Just think about that for a minute. Cody Rhodes and The Rock will happen on a Raw or SmackDown before WrestleMania, Michael. Well, I think that's what they want us to believe. Um, the you know, the word going around the uh, back alleys is that we're going to get two nights of these guys. Um, Rock, uh, Rock and Roman versus uh, Seth and Cody for night one of WrestleMania with the title match happening on night two. I think mm -hmm. it was kind of a giveaway, you know, when Seth approaches Cody is like, hey, if you're going to do this, I've got your back. Well, got your back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let, let's that's it's kind of forecasting where where this is probably going to go to. And Dwayne, I love you, man. I'm a big fan in all of your uh, career endeavors. I've I've sent a lot of my money your way because I enjoy <laughs> the things that you do. But you and I both know you're not doing a singles match cardio wise. <laughs> so so let's let's just all know that the tag match is going to happen. <laughs> And, and it'll still be great. <laughs> I think you just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> did I? I think you did. I think you ruined, you ruined it for me anyway. I wanted a, I wanted a, uh, I wanted a singles match on Raw. Can I, I just have a singles match on Raw? <laughs> I report you decide. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've decided you're wrong. Uh, we're going to get it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're probably actually, that makes way more sense because you're exactly right. I mean, we saw him just in, in a little like him being uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, we saw him in a, in a little action and uh, we saw how winded he was. <laughs> Coming from the two guys sitting in chairs right now. And, and the thing uh, is, we're not mad about it. Like, no, not at all. You're not, you're not, not in the ring all the time. It, ring yeah. rust is a real thing. You're still great at what you do. But I just don't want to pretend. I just. <laughs> Isn't that what we're doing anyway with maybe, professional wrestling? Maybe. We're all pretending. I, I don't want to get beat up by Austin Theory by saying, you know, I don't know if you saw that, but Austin Theory about beat up a reporter in the airport. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he said it was fake. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say that. But... <laughs> fans, they're not going to say that. Of course oh, not. This reporter was not. Uh, men's chamber match. Let's move over to that. We had a, the match started with Drew and L.A. Knight. I thought it was really cool. Uh, L.A. Knight getting that superstar treatment and getting introduced last uh, to go into the men's elimination chamber match. And you heard the pop from the crowd, too. What do you think about this, Michael? Uh, I, I really enjoy how careful they've been with L.A. Knight. <laughs> they are keeping him just in our view. 
without really pulling the trigger on him yet. And I think that is super smart. We've got other things that have to finish up first. Um, his time is coming. I have no doubt that at some point they're going to they're gonna pay off all this momentum that he has. But, you know, they're, they set up obviously some stuff um, for him probably coming down the road. But, man, just cool to see him in this slot in this really interesting way of being a self-made, you know, guy that's over right now, just by doing something really, really well and being committed to, to what he knows is going to work, you know, flashbacks to Daniel Bryan a decade ago. Um, It'll literally be, this will be 10 years uh, since WrestleMania 30 when, when Daniel Bryan won against Triple H early in WrestleMania and then went uh, went over Randy and Batista uh, yeah. later in the show. And, and it's cool to see a similar but not same story um, coming to fruition at such a uh, delightful round number all these years later. So really cool for L.A. Knight. Anxious to see what happens for him for WrestleMania. That's going to be really good. We had a KO. With the, uh, he's the first guy out of the chamber cell. Uh, he also did a choke slam on LA Knight, which that's not really a thing that that KO does. Mm-hmm. It was all for a for a kid, all for a, uh, a Make a Wish Foundation kid that asked him, "Can you choke slam somebody during the match?" So he does a move that he doesn't do, normally do, and he does it for a kid. How can you not love Kevin Owens? Yeah. He he is such a cool guy. And to see his arc in the WWE, he was counted out early on. He was brought in in the NXT gold brand. You know, we knew that the powers that be either did not like his look or like his style. There is well-documented history of some tension with Kevin Owens and the powers that be. And sure. to see him uh kind of evolve into this fan favorite even having the nickname of being the prize fighter man if you never hold another title or you never do anything else significant what a great place to be then to be beloved by fans for the company to label you in such a way of being a prize fighter dude just so cool so cool Really cool. Uh, we had uh, Randy that came out of the pod next. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lashley was out of the pod next. Randy came out after that. And then we saw Bobby Spear Logan through a pod, which I thought it was inevitable spot. We You were talking about earlier how the plexiglass has gotten thinner and thinner. I think thinner and thinner can also mean sharper and sharper. And I was kind of surprised not to see someone, you know, at least get uh, a little cut up from this. And I, did you notice, too, that Logan had a Sharpie? He was writing writing things to to Kevin Owens and other people on the glass while he's waiting in there. If you go back and look, he has some Sharpie on his back from from landing on it. But he at first he was fogging it up and writing it with his finger. And I think somebody slipped him a Sharpie. So he was writing stuff on the pod to the crowd and and calling uh, Kevin Owens names. Go back and watch that if you have, have a chance to do that. Uh, Bobby, though, was the first one to get pinned. And he got pinned by Drew. Um, AJ Styles, though, he did a run-in with a chair hitting L.A. Knight while the door was open while they were trying to get Bobby out. Is this set up WrestleMania for AJ Styles and L.A. Knight for you? I would think so. And, man, let me tell you something. I mean, I'm sure we'll get some buildup, but if if nothing happened except what we saw today, 
I'm completely bought in for that match. Like yeah. you talk about a five star potential match, AJ Styles and LA Knight. Um, I don't know what their history is like because I don't know if their overlap happened in TNA at all. I don't know how all that works out. I know yeah. that both of them spent time on the indies, but maybe they've got some miles together that we could really see some great wrestling that's happening. So if that's where we go, I am completely bought in for it, even if nothing else happens between now and then. I, and I'm right there with you. Even if nothing else happens, I, I'm excited about that match, and I'm really hoping that Usher – comes and sings yeah oh man dude (laughs) did you did you see um it might have been while you were out of the country but somebody cut in the the usher song (laughs) with an la night entrance yeah dude it works it It does work (laughs) it's so good it has to happen and come on you you played the Super Bowl. You got you got your exposure. Come come to WrestleMania. You walk out and you sing a guy's entrance that will take what shorter than you singing the song. Come yeah. out and do it. And but it has to be the edit. We have to have La Knight actually on the song. It has to be a collaboration. Uh, did you notice anything about the? Uh, well, first uh, we had uh, Drew pin La Knight after that attack with a chair from from AJ Styles. But we also saw. Um, uh, Randy uh, pinning KO, and then we saw uh, Logan pull out some brass knuckles. Did anything look suspicious to you about the brass knuckles? Hmm, I'm not sure. Tell me. Well, go back and watch and see if they don't bend a little bit. Oh, really? <laughs> I think they're foam brass knuckles. Yeah. Well, uh, I think brass knuckles in a lot of places might actually be uh, illegal, if I'm not mistaken. So it wouldn't hmm. surprise me if. Uh, if, you're saying you uh, can't put those in the carry-on i don't i don't know if you can especially in australia <laughs> they they lock a lot of stuff down so that wouldn't surprise me at all logan ended up getting pinned by randy and then drew um uh, or then logan knocks out randy with the knuckles on and uh drew gets the pin on randy making drew mcintyre the winner and going off to wrestlemania 40 to take on seth freaking rollins for the wwe world title mad about this uh, I'm not mad about the match. I, I'm i not sure how I feel about the greater world title picture right now. Mm. Um, I, I, I know that Seth's time is coming up. Um, I know that um, we probably need to make a shift there soon. We've been long anticipating that Mania will probably be that. I, I'm not sure that the championship does anything for Drew right now. For a long time, when he was more face, that was the goal. But he has become such a great character um, that I'm just not sure. But but if you look down the road, is Drew the bridge to CM Punk? As they keep teasing that, and and you know Drew really staying focused on CM Punk. So I'm not sure what all that looks like. But to me. The, the plan feels a little bit unsteady, and, and I'm just not sure. And, and let me be clear. I'm not saying that a Drew championship is bad. That's not what I'm saying. Before, when Drew was a face, the championship was a part of that story. And now I don't feel like it is. I feel like Drew has, has turned this kind of almost realistic meta heel type thing and the championship doesn't help that character anymore. 
And so it could be, you know, that I'm way off in left field with that opinion, but I'm just going to have to wait and see what transpires before I really know how I feel about it. No, I don't. I don't think you're you're out there alone either. Uh, I'm more interested in seeing Drew and CM Punk, especially after that exchange that we had when CM Punk came back to talk about him tearing his triceps and 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 talking about his friends who actually were going through real hard things. This wasn't a hard thing. He can get through it. He'll be back. Uh, he won't be back in time for Mania, but he'll be back. And then Drew seeming like he really cared, but really pulling on the heartstrings and then then turning on everybody that he had prayed for this and it happened. He prayed for CM Punk to get injured. I'm more interested in that than I am seeing uh, seeing Seth. And then Seth being so caught up in the Cody Roman Reigns rock story, it feels like this one is kind of like, well, we need a match, so let's do this. But really, our tension's over here with Seth Rollins, Rock, and and Cody and everybody else, which I still think is kind of odd that he's involved in it. But, you know, that he is, I'm I'm kind of okay with it, too. It's odd, and I'm okay. Can you be both? Because yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, we all know that the mania implications were in flux over recent time. But but here's, here's what I know. If Drew's going to take it, it needs to be booked swiftly and quickly. I don't think it does either guy any good for it to be a long, drawn-out match if that's what it goes to. So, man, have Drew do something slimy, pick up the title, and walk out of Mania if that's what we need to do. But the Seth Rollins feels caught between two worlds right now, and we need to figure out how to lock all that down. We're, we're less than 40 days away from WrestleMania, and we're just barely over a month away from from this and I, I can't wait to see i'm excited about the road i'm excited about the every monday and every friday heck i'm excited about tuesdays as well because you never know what's going to happen on nxt and i know they have a ple at uh, 11 o'clock central 12 o'clock eastern on the first day of wrestlemania so man it's going to be a busy busy weekend and you, it's you just kind of block the whole weekend off because it's going to be a lot of fun we uh we do need to hit one more thing a couple more things first triple h comes out to announce the attendance, and I thought this was really cool. This place is only six years old, so I'm sure that this is a record. 52,590 people packed in at Perth, Australia. And, man, what a beautiful shot of as the sun went down to see that uh, that stadium and the uh, uh, the cityscape behind it. And it looked like a beautiful place, and we had no shortage of uh, advertisements telling us how great Western Australia is and how we should go visit. Are you ready to go to Australia, Michael? No. Have you seen the size of the spiders there? Yeah, if I'm not If it's not going. the spiders, Sorry. it's like a kangaroo jumping you in it's an alley. like Getting in a goodness. fight, yes. <laughs> we talk about those fights. Yeah, absolutely. We need one of those for WrestleMania, a kangaroo fight. Uh, maybe we could throw, um, we could throw uh, uh, um, Austin Theory. And also, did you know, sorry, I'm backing up here a little bit. Austin Theory and uh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Austin Theory. Grayson Waller. Austin Theory, oh, but Grayson yeah, yeah, Waller. Yeah. Uh, that when Grayson, when uh, Austin Theory was getting getting beat up there a little bit, and uh, you noticed that that uh, Grayson Waller just stood back and watched, made, just yep. because he snatched the mic out of his hand. Yep. Uh, anxious to see where that goes as well. That could be a yep. nice side story that leads into uh, WrestleMania as well. Maybe we have a, uh, a three-way with the kangaroo. That'd be great. We'll see. <laughs> just for wrestlemania all right one more match and it was exciting to see Rhea ripley headline elimination chamber in her home country australia against Nia Jax. now it wasn't the prettiest of matches 
And I don't think many matches with Nia Jax are. They all look very, very brutal, very, very hard, and very, very painful. This match accomplished that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've said it before. I I don't dislike her. I like her character. I think she's doing great uh, in all that. The rustling doesn't seem to be progressing. And it's noted that she's injured quite a few people. It's known that the matches are kind of rough. I was very surprised that she was brought back. And I can't say that I don't like the work that she's doing, but it's just not paying off in the ring. Now, what I will say is this one was less painful than others due to solely Rhea Ripley. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I'm so torn because I don't want to be negative and I don't want to bash on her because, you know, this isn't, you know, her character and her wrestling is not all of who she is. She's a person, sure. and I'm sure she's very nice. It's but it, it's a struggle uh, to watch, and it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> it, it, and, and you know that that's something that I think that does need to be addressed though, because I think there's a good way to do it. I'm really surprised that we have not seen Nia Jax become a part of the bloodline yet. You put her name up on the wall at the uh, as part of the family tree. Of course, she is part of the family tree, but why? Why you know? her being a current superstar and you don't have her in it, but you have her on the, on the tree to talk about her, but she's not in the bloodline and, and being an active member seems a little odd to me because we all know that she is. And, and the same could be said for, for Naomi or Trinity as, as well being, uh, being Jimmy's wife. I think that they're, they're missing a little bit of that there. I know we don't want to get an, you know, NWO faction again from uh, where everybody's a part of that group, but I would like to see the people who are genuinely part of that family some way attached to that storyline and they don't have to be out there every time that roman walks out they don't have to be out there every time that uh jimmy or or uh, uh um uh, solo come out but it would be nice to see them have some attachment because we all know there's some attachment and why hasn't that been addressed publicly on tv yet i i am hoping that whatever the culmination of the bloodline is the bloodline is not a perpetual story the bloodline has an end um, or the bloodline story has an end. And I'm hoping that it's rock Roman. And uh, whenever that may be, you know, there's speculation that it might be a year long build to, to 41, but whatever that is, whatever that culmination moment is, I hope that every single person alive, uh, a part of the bloodline, whether in a contract or not is somehow a part of a segment, whether that is, you know, something as simple as they surround the ring during the match, whether in the crowd seats yeah. or in, in places of seating where it becomes kind of what the, the Jay and Roman match was, where it's, you know, the battle of, of for the tribal chief or, or something to that effect where you infuse almost that, you know, the only thing I can attribute it to uh, is in... Um, is in the Marvel movie Black Panther when they're fighting to be, uh, you know, the Black Panther, and you know the tribes are surrounding, you know, the 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 battle and different things like that. Uh, it had that that epicness to it that was so cool, and I'm hoping that that you know our frustration about not seeing that right now is going to pay off uh, later on down the line. But time will tell.
Yeah, and, and I also don't think that the Bloodline storyline has to be finished or is expected to be finished at WrestleMania either. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see if maybe we don't have some of those people uh, chime in, pop up, and be of, uh, part of the Bloodline storyline in, in weeks to come, whether it's leading up to WrestleMania or leading out of WrestleMania, wherever it is. I'd like to see some of those people mentioned or shown there in, uh, in that family tree pop up at some point to be a part of uh, of the group and uh of course nia jacks i because i think it would it would lend to her story much much better than what we are doing right now with nia jacks yeah. which is really just you know a placeholder until uh you know Rhea goes on to face who she's going to face at wrestlemania um because she's nia's a nia's a hard hitter she's believable when she walks to the ring especially after the becky incident she's going to hurt somebody when she gets there yep and so where that really uh, accentuated everything for Becky Lynch, I think some of that could happen for Nia Jax as well. So hoping that does uh, in, in the coming weeks for, for Nia and as she moves along in her storyline in WWE. Overall, a fantastic show. I thought I, I, could, I could do without, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. Uh, to watch it. Uh, for started at four. I just woke up because my sleep schedule's jacked up. I probably would have watched it delayed uh, if it hadn't been, but because uh, that is really, really early. <laughs> and of course, I did. I, I retweeted a tweet that I saw that said, uh, "Oh, you have to get up early for this one." You know, this is what all Europeans have had to do for eternity. Yep, yep. <laughs> They've always had to get up early to watch anything uh, for WWE. But uh, yeah. I thought overall it was great, worth uh, going back and watching again or watching for the first time if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but that's going to do it for us this week here on uh, the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Hope you enjoy these these lives. Uh, we are. We love talking with you guys, and always encourage you to chime in and share this with a friend. We're going to do more of these throughout the week and uh, and uh, connect with you guys. Uh, that's what it's all about. Here talking about what we love and uh, it's pro wrestling. And so we look forward to seeing you uh, next week or maybe before then uh, here on the Russell Chat Podcast. For Michael Glavin, I'm the Ant-Man, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
them. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.